Chuglin on. Chuglin on in the upper heights. Oh dog. Off to France. It's the uh, the title of, of this this story. But anyway, so I get an opportunity to be on a TV pilot. And, uh, you know, I'm a smiling actor, so I gotta go for it. Turns out to be in France. Uh huh. And uh, it's gonna be a reality show. And the, the guy came and showed me the, his uh, his sort of uh, trailer for the pilot, and it was really professionally done. Pretty sweet, you know. Had a great concept. He wanted to do the sort of anti-American reality show. And what's more American than reality show, right? Right, right. So fucking, um, he uh, shows me the tape. And basically the idea of the show is he takes an American. And kind of, you know, your, your standard average Joe American who's never been outside their hometown. Just sort of, you know, and all his, in, oh, he interviews all their family. In the trailer, and you know, the whole family's like, this person really needs to travel, you know, expand their horizons, blah, blah, blah. So I convince him one night, I meet him at a party, and I'm like beginning actor, and I was like, dude, I'm the perfect guy for this job. I've been all over the world, I've been traveling. And what he wants someone to do is he gives the American, instead of giving him an SUV or whatever for the reality show, like you get on TV nowadays and give him everything, you give 300 bucks and you got to be there for 10 days and just survive on $300 and just deal with it. And I was like, dude, that's why I'm perfect for the role. I spent $300 over the three months in, you know, not in Europe, but in Asia. But But you know how to become one with the people and live off the the kindness of the people and the fat of the land. I was like, dude, this is perfect for me. So it just seemed like my perfect role. I had to go for it. It was going to be exciting, you know? And the whole premise is to like go... You know, to I figured was to go to hostel. I mean, what else would you do? It'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, get the French and English dictionary and go to the hostel, and uh, and just sort of go from there. You know, and then meet and some he's, fine ladies. Well, right. I mean, that was his whole thing. It was like basically that's really funny that you said that because that's what the producer's whole life uh. has been. But uh, <laughs> anyways, so fucking. He's a good guy, though. He's a good kid. But what I learned is he's a kid. And anyway, but he's a good kid. It was it was a good time. So we go, or anyway, that's. But yeah, he wants me to party. He's like, he's gonna, I'm going to take you these parties. You're going to dance with as many girls as you possibly can, basically. And I was like, again, sounds like a perfect role for me. Like I'm into it. He's like, I want you to act like a drunk college student. I'm like, I think I can pull that off. <laughs> I got a hunch. Yeah. So here we go, off to France. But I had to quit my job. My job is inflexible, it turns out. Here in San Francisco. Yeah, here in San Francisco. So I'm just flying the coop. Just got, in fact, I got an apartment one month before that for San Francisco and been in it probably all of five days because, like, two Uh, weddings and then France. I didn't even move. This apartment was a pile of shit from the floor to there. Anyway, different story. But uh, so we fly to France. You know, I just take it. I'm like, I'm gonna do it, man. Who cares? This, I talk to everybody in my life. They're like, dude, you gotta do this. Like, oh yeah, you gotta take this. Reality show France. Boom, dancing with ladies. And everyone's like, dude, you'd be perfect for the part, right? So I go, and first time, you know, he picks us up at the airport, and he's like, well, you know, we're just gonna party, man. Da da da. We're going to my brother's house. You guys can stay there. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. He's like, oh, well, he's like, we're gonna start filming in two days. I'm like, whatever. All right. That's cool. We'll just take the first two days off and enjoy France. And sort of that just, I don't know, that set the tone. Like, he had changed his tune a little bit during the, you know, like, he made me commit to fly, you know. But he wasn't, didn't seem as serious about the show when we get there. And we got a serious cameraman who's done serious movies. And the sound guy 
who does very serious. He's really a mix. He mixes down records and mm-hmm. he's very, has a career of doing that all. Over, you know, he doesn't move his house, but bands all over the country, right? right. So these are serious guys, more serious than I. You know, I was just doing it for the first time. You were the drunk college student. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there to be serious, man. I was there to be very ridiculous. You were just there to be professional. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna be well. I was gonna be as ridiculous as possible, which uh, for people who know me know comes naturally. I'd say so, it's more ridiculous than ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> happens. That's yeah. that's like when the sun's about to come up, but it quite hasn't quite yet. But <laughs> that's where we're going with the story, anyway. But excellent. So. Uh, so, man, I just do it. Well we, well, we land in France, and so this is his deal, and we're like, all right, we'll take it mellow, and he shows us, you know, he took us to wonderful places, like, he had all these, he's from Wanda, or Burundi, which are basically the same country, and basically the same horrible massacre happened there, so mm. the people with any kind of money got their kids and their wives the fuck out of there, and their women mm-hmm. got out. So... There's all these African women in south of France with uh, French husbands. Very well, I was dialed into that scene, so it's maybe not as large as I think, but you could, it's definitely a scene. Mm-hmm. So, we got introduced, we were in, we we're in the family inner circle with these people, and they're just awesome people. Like, went to this one guy's house. Oh man, this guy's the man in France, like Jean Michel, his name was, and he's like just short, kind of like penguin looking dude, little chub, beer gut. But the oh, chops and just drives a convertible in France. Whenever he goes anywhere, he wears a coat and the boots, you know, oh, just looking stylish. Sure. But when he's at his house, so we went, this is the first time I meet him, is at his house, and huge barbecue, French barbecue, great stuff, no sauce. <laughs> but it's like meat, 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 sardines, they're into, which, eh. An acquired but taste, hey, but hey, the Mediterranean is, there ain't no fish in there. You, like, mm-hmm. It's been fished forever, so yeah. good luck. But uh, so the first time at his house, he's all this dude, he just sports the tank suit, like the Speedo, rocking the Speedo's big gut <laughs> and the shades. Hairy belly. And, yeah, and his African wife, who's like, and you know, it comes in waves. You'll have the, after, like, the afternoon meal, and everyone hits the pool and drinks wine. Like, you have to have wine. Like, everyone's at least, you can never, you got, in France, you fill it half up, and it never gets empty. And if you fill it full, you're like rude, or not. It's understood if it's your first, you know, but they understand. But after that, it's like, you just feel half, you're not greedy. It's like, it's not going to get empty. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry. You're just chugging along just, with the wine. Yeah. So these are the meals, man. That's the afternoon. And then you take a nap, hit the pool, play some little... They they don't have bocce. I know, you're, ba- I know you're a bocce player. They play petanque, don't well, they? They call oh. it bowl. Oh. It's just called bowl. And it's essentially the same game. Slightly different rules, but they're real small, heavy metal oh. balls. So it's a much shorter distance game. Nice. There's a few variations on it. Oh, I and, want. Uh, anyway, so you do that and you get wasted, or you take a nap, or whatever the fuck you want to do, and uh, and then dinner, and then it's like more of the same, except you know Jean Michel puts on a jacket, puts his shirt on because you know he's not just rocking. Actually, if it's warm it's south of France, sometimes he rocking the tank, the tank suit all the speedo all through dinner. So. So we're dialed into the scene. It's just it's mellow. We're like, well, how about you know? So we get back to his brother's apartment. His brother's like, he's actually excellent hip hop artist. I hope he shows up in the states someday. He's, he's obviously raps in France, but he had that like good kind of like uh, Wu Tang kind of feeling, you know. But anyway, so he's a mellow dude. Has the, the fuck bars of hash, you know. Boom, boom, just like 
as soon as I get there, he gives me like a stick of gum. So I'm like, all right, we're looking good. <laughs> of course, this start. is where you start smoking cigarettes, though, too, because it's France everyone rolls it. What yeah, else yeah. you gonna do? So, yeah. all right. But anyway, yeah, they think it's weird when you bust out the hot knives too, and they just uh, that's strange to them. Oh yeah, I never thought of that. That would have been a good place to do it too. Yeah. But at that point, I'd already gone over the edge. <laughs> gone over the edge. Yeah. I can't do the tobacco. Over the man, edge. But, but uh, yeah. so anyway, so that's that guy's house, you know. So it's mellow. We got internet connection. We're hanging out. But we look at each other like, and every night, you know, our producer he's out, you know, trying to score with the ladies, and that's cool. That's what we want to be doing. But he'll just basically leave us in the apartment. He's got a car. We're just there. You know, just there. Like, okay, we're really stoned, but. Yeah, and um, so we're like, how about making a movie? You know, isn't that yeah, what man. we fucking came here to do and shit? So we do some filming. We we'd done some indirectity feeling, but we realized if we went at his pace, this was never gonna happen. We're like, we're filming forty five minutes a day or something like. And I started to blame myself. I'm like, I should be more motivated, but I'm like, I'm the one who has the least power here. Right. Like, yeah. And so control. when a shoot did go down, like maybe I wasn't even didn't wasn't up for it because like, you know. All the time, you know, and probably didn't have, like, we had a wine tasting scene I'm so disappointed with. I was like, I did not take this where I could have gone, you know, but I was just so, was kind of zoned out by well, then. you never know what to expect each day, too. There's no continuity. Well, no there was routine, no, yeah, yeah. No momentum or rhythm. And we had things we were going to do, and we eventually did them. Some of the scenes were great, you know, we, and we, we, we made a movie, we, or we made a show, because I... You know, it turned out pretty sweet, actually. Good editing. It's like I jump off a bridge. We go way up hiking up in the hills. And they make it look like I have no car, you know, and like we're just making my way through. And we make it way up in these hills, and there's a bridge, which is totally my thing, like adrenaline junkie. So I just, you know, I act a little, try to act a little scared. And everybody's like, jump, jump, American. You know, I'm the only American there. And I'm just like, ah. And of course, Love and I jump like three times, you know. Nice. We were going crazy. And so that was pretty cool. There's some good scenes, you know. But like the greatest scene that was going to be on the movie, we only filmed one night in a club, which I thought basically the dude had no budget when we got there. Mm-hmm. And uh, still owes the fucking sound guy a ton of money. Anyway, it's a whole thing. But I do have a videotape to show for you. Do you? Oh, you yeah. You got to put that on the interweb, man. We got to well, chill that up. I'll start, uh, start. Maybe I'll get. Yeah. What's, the, what's the name of it? Maybe someone's already. It's put called it up Lucky there. Bastard, man. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a. What's the French? Is it called in something in French? No, it's an yeah. American. It was for American. Oh yeah. It's for American TV. Yeah. Oh. Lucky Bastard, man. Yeah, and there's a theme song which you gotta hear. But uh, anyway, um, to uh, to appreciate. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it was. It, hey, we had a great time. Oh, so there's the. I thought we were going to hit clubs a lot, but mm-hmm. you know, basically we had one filming. We did hit clubs, not filming, but we had one filming night there. And what was the whole hassle? Oh, man, on the way, the best footage probably in the whole thing, the sound guy, like, we were out of batteries or something, but the guy was so tight on the budget, he didn't buy them. And so he starts yelling at the sound guy for them running out, but, and of course, like, there's some back in the thing so like, right as we're about to film going to the club this happens like all this building up and now I'm like oh I gotta wait again but so we go in the car and then they have this huge fight but of course the camera guy's on his shit he's like fuck I'm gonna still film this thing cause we did have that was for the boom right we uh-huh. did have the mic on the camera yeah on board mic on board mic so it's some great footage of them just like I mean, but that's probably the I don't think it's on the tape but I it would be that. oh of course not cause it shows the producer in bad light ah oh, shit 
Mm. Actually, it shows this and the sound man. Like he, I appreciate not being in there for his sake because he yeah. was he was really not to blame. But anyway, so that was. But then we have to go back to the club. So now it's like twelve thirty, and even in France, this is a, this is a bar. In France, there's two different things. It's not like America. In France, you have bars and clubs. Club, I mean, I guess it's similar to states in some places, but the clubs basically do not close, and the bar still closes at two. And there's probably there's select ones that'll stay open to four, but one that people are at, and then the, there's a migration process to the clubs, right? But so we have a cap on this. This is two o'clock. This is what we got, you know, to make something happen. And uh, so we got. It was definitely after midnight. I don't know what time it was, but way too late to be rolling in this. Uh-huh. So now the pressure's on. I gotta like mingle. He's like, go find some girls, you know. Just like, all right, all right. So, okay, instantly so, swap. Yeah, so I do it. You know, I go for it. Start talking to this Italian girl. And something happened to the camera in the middle of that, like where I actually got her to kiss me and all this stuff, and the camera had to leave for some reason during that part. But anyway, this Italian girl, damn, she was cute. But uh, anyway, lucky bastard. I started talking to her, and now he's like, okay, this is the part where you know you got to dance, and I'm kind of a cheesy dancer. Got me up on the bar, and I'm sure that was ridiculous. And then. You want, they had did one of those things where they just pour straight liquor down my throat while the whole oh, crowd, good Lord. you know, it's like, and of course that see that's the kind of challenge I can rise up to though. I like handled that pretty <laughs> trooper, well, trooper. You know, probably better than the bar dancing, but uh, swallow that one down. Everyone now everyone's pretty stoked on me. You know, the crowd's pretty popping. I'm a little messy, but then I, you know, and I got, and then he looks at me. He's like, "You have ten minutes," you know. So it's like a last call. Now he's like, "Now ten minutes to find a girl." I'm like, ten minutes." Like, okay, you gotta be kidding me. So I whirl around and like, they they're playing. It's the last. This is last call. Like I think last call's over. Uh-huh. You know, and everyone's leaving. They're, they're playing. Like, no, they're, 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 it all down your they're throat playing anyway. Frank Sinatra. Uh, uh, start you know New York whatever New York New York let's start spreading news which is like get out of Yankee Stadium that's what they yeah. play when the Yankees win if the Yankees lose they play it uh, Streisand version or whatever but anyway <laughs> so the Sinatra I'm like luckily it's your theme girl, music man it's like uh, you're walking yeah, so the boom ring. slow dance I just start slow dancing with this cute little blonde French girl and she starts talking, turns out to be totally sweet. And she's like, oh, what is, tell me what the song is about. And I start telling her about the song and, you know, about New York. I think I might have mentioned the Yankee thing. I don't know. Probably. Said something about and, uh, Bernie Williams. It's <laughs> possible. And, no, I definitely didn't mention Bernie. But, uh, so things are going well. And, like, she even mentioned she has a boyfriend. But I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not a problem. I don't, that's not a big deal. Let's just go walk. Like, you know, there's a river walk. So I was like, all right, let's go walk down by the river. And, uh, and but I think at this point the camera crews I don't know I don't know what's going on so we need to organize this I'm like how do I get her friends and the camera crew and everybody to walk down by the river it's like an organized yeah. date or something I'm like alright this is difficult so somehow that just falls you know it just doesn't happen the timing is like we can't find whoever Jean-Luc or one of the two oh, or Lord. we can't so so that whatever but then I walk outside now you know you walk out of the side of a bar drunk as fuck everyone's speaking French you know my French is weak to piss um, poor yeah um poof you know like just anyway so that happened so I'm walking out and I hear two English voices and they're coming from two really cute Irish girls blondes you know I'm just like 
yes and they're you know six sheets and I'm like this is you know these these girls are cool it's like girls I'm used to getting along with I'm like yeah. English and I was like oh so they're like it's so weird good to hear English voice and everything you know I'm like alright let's party let's hang out so they're totally down to go I got one in each arm we're like rolling to wherever we have this teeny car with all the camera equipment oh, right and you know, I'm like, whatever. You just pile in and roll to the next place. I mean, that's how we do it in the States. I don't know what they do yeah, in France. It, like, I've it. had, you know, 14 people in a Corolla. I mean, you just put them on top of each other. Anyway, you know, shouldn't be a problem <laughs> when, you know, two of them are cute and Irish. <laughs> and drunk. Yeah. And so, but, you know, it was like typical drunk for a club. It's like, that's how it, you, you, you walk out, rip roaring loud and smoke cigarettes. I mean, that's what mm. you do. So... They were right on my level. Let's put it that way. Excellent. So we're and he's got this all on film, and somehow, oh, they started bugging out about the camera, you know. And the one girl's being like, "This is exploitative and all the shit," and she's like, "I'm sorry, but that's how I feel." I'm like, "Dude, that's what this show's about. Like, let's express ourselves, you know. Whatever. I didn't really care, and I don't know if that rang a thing in the producer or whatever. But he started basically starts insulting them, and I. His excuse later was that they were too drunk or whatever, like that he could be, I don't know, maybe, in fact, this is the, when you have a language barrier, like these things aren't totally talked through, so who knows, you know, it's like, because English isn't his, in fact, it's his third language, not, but his English is way better than any of my other, and he's got great English, but anyway, doesn't always get, make, you know, Mm -hmm. can be secular, not linear, you know, you like get the same answers, so I never figured out really what the deal is, why he started freaking out. But he pisses them right off, and they just storm away, you know, like, and I'm just like, okay, Come like, on, dude. I'm just like, damn, you know, do one of these, like, sort of thinking man kind of thing, and so I convince him even to start coming back to the car, I run after them with the camera, I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's him, not us or me, you know, like, this is not the droid you're looking for, just like, you know, and they're back, on their way back to the car, and he starts insulting them again, just and then it's for real over. In fact, the rest of the time I saw these girls, I kept seeing them because it's not that big of a town. Holding there, like have nothing to do with me after that. It's like, oh uh, man. So I mean, basically, he was a bit of a hater. I don't know, but I don't know, maybe not. But anyway, so yeah. Anyway, that blew up, and but we, we had tons of great footage, and I don't know how much of that got put in, but. It was yeah. It was a good time, and we had. But he introduced us. He also introduced us these beautiful African girls from his home country. One of them, whose sister, little younger sister, is Miss Africa, and let's just say the family lineage uh-huh. was was pretty proper. So we just ended up part. We would just get to town somehow, get to their house. They they wanted to hang out with us, and not him really. I mean, he started hanging out with them first, and and I don't know. So we started hanging out with them, and. We're just like, whatever, we're just going to have fun while we're here, you know? International ambassador to the people of France, man. Yeah, well, no, these girls just basically took us in, you know, cooked us amazing Rwandi food, and, like, we're just, they're like, we're so kind of, you know, bummed at how they was treating us and, like, leaving us there, you know? They're like, you want to go out? So we'd go out every night with them, a couple nights we just ended up on the beach for sunrise. Uh, The sound guy is a wicked guitar player, and we just bust out, and, of course, I was testing out my vocals, you know, like... We had a pretty good, pretty good team, and we, we, you know, go to the beach, and there'd be some crazy French hippies out there, more dreadies with the guitar or whatever. And nice. it was good times, man. Sunrise on the Mediterranean, 
You know, I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything. That's a, a great experience, man. Whatever happened to the show? Did it air anywhere? So, or just the deal with the show is that's that was the kind of disappointing part was that once I got that it happened in the middle. You know, it was kind of like became clear that it wasn't a pilot. This is sort of a pilot for a pilot. You know, it's like he had no money, so he's going to be like, "This is what I can do." If I had money, imagine how good it would be, kind yeah. of thing. So for me, there was, a, you know, it's a face shot. Like, um, although he's a cool guy, we have a good rapport. Although he's a total flake, but like, I feel like if ever did anything, I would definitely be involved. Like, mm-hmm. I would be the next pilot, or possibly the host of the show. Take his characters, which I would ideally want to do, because the idea. See, because that's the other thing. He wanted to be the star, kind of. It's like the host. He's like, I don't know, host the show. This is my town. And da 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 da, and this is what we're doing, you know, which is cool. But that wasn't the idea of the show. The idea is that the host is just there to get them to their destination and just sort of go ding, you know, to me. You know, the host had more of a bigger role in his idea. So I was like, well, that's what I really could be because I am someone who could go to drop someone in Indonesia and be like, look, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to look out for. Yeah. Go. Yeah, man. Oh, I hope it works out. And so you could do. What do I, you know? Yeah, and what you have, have to a video. Except a great job, but now I got yeah. another one. So it's cool. Yeah, and back then in San Francisco, and who knows what crazy hijinks await next? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it starts right here. It starts with right that, here with, with the vaporizer. All right, we'll fire it on up. Yeah, we'll have to put the uh, tape on. Yeah, dude, I want to see I'm it. Not against that. You know what? I haven't even seen the full length yet of it. Oh yeah, that's how flaky this. Uh, let's, uh, let's oh, rock on, there. man! Let's end it there. Chuglin on from the Upper Hate neighborhood. Upper Hate. Hundred percent natural cellulose, and they're transparent, and they're biodegradable. They're made in Brazil, and they're rolling papers. Exactly. And it's trippy because you're looking at your weed while you're smoking. It looks like it. It really does look like a roach when you're doing it like this. Exactly. Like insect it, or slug or it something. It feels like you're rolling a joint in packing tape. Yeah, it feels like the like yeah, the, the plastic like, on the outside of a right, cigarette you know? pack or something like that. Exactly. And it's yeah. not brittle, and it's no, not. No. Uh, I feel like you could also put it on your tongue, and maybe be. And like be like a li- or like it's like a listerine strip or, yeah. or, or drop some window painting to lizards and. But the the, the so nice thing about these is they're really durable papers. So if you uh, if you mess up while rolling it, you can just un unstick it, roll it again, and stick it back together. And it doesn't have a sticky edge because cellulose no, no, is It'll just stick to itself any which way you want. Why don't you leave me a couple of so I can have yeah, this conversation? Yeah, yeah. So the brand is Aladina. Aladina. They also have bigger ones that's called that are called Aleda. Aladina just is just a, a diminutive form. It just means small Aleda. Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. Blechen in German. Yeah, well, that's everything. Like Spain, or I guess that's Portuguese. That's Portuguese. You can tell because it says it says obrigado. Is always you know now Dino. You know, like Dino, Dino. Yeah. Like if you're little, you're like you know. That's a good name. That always shortened like. So I wonder where the cell is it come from, come from corn. I wonder. I have no idea. Yeah. So, but this could be made really from any plant matter, including hemp. You know, I mean, any car, anything that's made of a uh, hydrocarbon can be made from a carbohydrate. Oh, of course. From what I understand, it can be made from any plant. I suppose it's it's uh, cellulose. It's probably processed enough that it doesn't really matter what plant it came from originally. Entirely clear. 
I would guess, but yeah, entirely clear. Well, now the important thing is how does it smoke? What are you rolling up anyway? This would be some um, Mendocino Mulch, Mendocino's finest, you know, like this the strain. I think it's like the sunshine or something like that, you know. <laughs> we'll call it the sunshine, we'll how it works for sunshine. me. Mendocino Outdoors. Oh, yeah. That's tis the season. I've got a tiny bit of uh, mango I can throw in there too if you want. All right. Ooh, a little salad. Loving it. Nothing like some sunshine mango. Sunshine mango and cellulose sunshine paper. Sunshine mango. That sounds they're, like 1994. We're dead to Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they haven't played sunshine mango for like. <laughs> well, if they didn't play sunshine, you could just eat some. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they play it. <laughs> but instead, it's here comes the rain. Buena Vista And this is, the Vista is Bueno Buena and I'm not sure I think it's some kind of illuminated church In the distance Taj Mahal-ish Up on some tree-laden hill here in San Francisco And sure enough The cellulose paper Doesn't burn like paper It burns like cellulose Non-paper yeah. The paper burn, the, the non-paper burns like Unlike meat. paper it tastes more of the weed, it burns slower too. Oh, yeah? I yeah, it seems to, now you mentioned they're it. They're better, because they better last longer, because they're a bit more expensive. But yeah. <laughs> they do make the You, taste you know, when you talk about the difference between, you know, even a buck or two for something like that, well, if the quality is that much better, you know, it's, you're going to last yeah. for a while. And if it adds yeah. enhancement to the more, the more pleasurable acts that a oh, absolutely. dude can enjoy. I mean, the point, I mean, how much do you spend on that joint? So, why not an extra buck? That's what I'm saying, man. So, you're in New York. Oh, yeah, no. Well, on the way there, first of all, so we get, you know, on the plan, I, the producer's already there. And uh, the sound guy and me and the camera guy, we don't really know each other, but we're flying together to France. And the poor sound guy, all his sound equipment, he's borrowed from, uh, is borrowed from the producer's friend. And when it turns out to be totally bogus, but anyway, yeah. that's later on. But so, what he has is all of these fucking uh, black boxes with wires coming out of them, and they're super heavy, and they're in these bags, and he's got all this stuff. So he's got to lug all this. Of course, we didn't help him at all. Well, he has just one heavy bag. You're you know, a talent, we, man. What, well, what, are we, what am I going to do, care of the sound equipment? No. So, like... Um, well, there's only one bag, so he's the sound guy. He's carrying it, right? Yeah. So, every p- airport, you know, we get on the plane, they just search this thing like pulling out every little gadget. And this is borrowed equipment. He doesn't know necessarily, even though he's an experienced sound guy, there's some of this older stuff. He doesn't know what it is necessarily. So they start asking him questions, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he, and things start, he never said this, but like running through his mind is like, what if I told him the truth? Like, well, actually, this French guy is paying me to go to France. I'm borrowing this stuff <laughs> oh, from, shit. you know, from his buddy. I don't know. I don't even really know what it is. I'm a sound guy. But, but <laughs> just p- delivering the stuff. Yeah, exactly. So what if he said that, oh, right? No. But anyways, they're just searching everything, and there literally are these batteries that are blocks, they're black, they got wires coming out of them, you know, looking like... So they're just looking at Dan. Dan's got a mohawk. He's just like, uh, well, you know, uh, they're batteries, what do you want me to say? For the camera, but you know what? Since they saw the camera that James had, who had just gone through and before him... You know, they got saw that in the x-ray, too. James never got... You know, the camera guy just flew, flew through. Of course, I just have my toothbrush. So I flew through, and... Um, 
don't know. Is this an anything goes website? Like, how is this? Oh yeah, man, wide open, man. Well, I had more no... than my toothbrush then for sure strapped to my cojones. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, that all made it in. Other family jewels were intact. Excellent. Anyway, so the the camera guy gets through, and you know. Dan eventually gets through, but they're just like, basically, you know, he's there in his socks being like, come on, oh, let me go, you know? And so they let him on, and that happens twice. That happens in Europe once, too, in Paris. So we get there, you know, and then and then uh, we meet up with his brother or whatnot. And then sort of, sort of a cut there. But uh, we go to the plane back. Now it's like the end of the trip, and we f- have a layover in Italy, which was going to be tight no one wants to leave the airport except me but so we don't end up doing it but anyway that night um well we met this english girl at the bar and she turned out to be pretty cool but uh the next that night or the next that night was the night that they found the bombs headed to the united states in england Uh and i'm in italy uh with the camera guy with the box of wires and batteries yeah and the next morning it's total pandemonium. All these... In, well, this happens... Yeah, it's it's total pandemonium. All these flights are trying to go to the United States, and they're like, no one's flying there for a while, and all the rules change. Like, all of a sudden, there's a switch that flips in people, and, like, all these ladies that were super nice Italian cuties last night are like, um, we have to take your camera, da 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 everything. <sighs> all this shit. And so, of course, they're taking all their valuable sound equipment, Dan's freaking out because it's his responsibility. It's thousands of dollars worth of equipment. If it breaks, they're like, of course, we go. I was like, let's insure it. I was like, calm down, we'll insure it. We go to the people, they're like, no, we don't insure shit. You know? So Dan's freaking out. And uh, so we'd have to check everything, you know, not take it on the plane. And that, and that was the rules all of a sudden. The liquids thing, you know, they were saying that too. And, da, 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 da. and then by the time we got on the plane already things had changed because that was when we checked in right checked in ah. for our flight by the time we got on the plane it was now you just couldn't bring liquid all that other stuff everyone had their cell phones like for a second they were like give up everything you're all your worldly possessions you know like your phone <laughs> stripped down da, 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 da. to your boxers and I, for this flight and a bunch of people obviously were smart and didn't listen to them too yeah. like instead of like us we're just like ooh give them the stuff you know and so the rules had changed. It was just liquids. And that was the time that it changed. So it was just like a crazy time to be in a fucking airport. So by the time I got to New York, man, I was like, I had a layover or for a couple hours. So I was like, I'm staying in New York. I'm back in the States. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go out and rage tonight. Yeah, I get yeah, rid of all so that, I actually man. called this girl and she was going to a Yankees game. Oh, perfect. So I was like, all right, I'll meet you in That's the bleachers. Was it the Sinatra or the Streisand that night? It was Sinatra all the way, man. Nice. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. Oh. Was, the game was lost, but all was not lost. Duh. It was a good night in New York, man. <laughs> Excellent. It was a good time. Yeah. You've been shooting along with Uncle Reed.
juvenile Norway rat in a downspout of a Market Street alley. These rats originated in Asia, but now can be found wherever humans live. They feed on garbage and stored food, and although disliked, these animals are highly intelligent.